It's going to be rocking at the uh, Montana's Briar. Day one tomorrow. And, well, it seems all of Canada will be watching. It'll be broadcast live, of course, on TSN. Amanda McKenzie is event manager of the Montana's Briar. Joining me now, finally, Amanda, it's here. How are you feeling about it? I am extremely excited and also still in crunch time. <laughs> yeah, I bet. It's going to be fantastic. How does the Brand Center look to us now? Well, looking at the ice right now, it is, like, completely made. If you start walking around the concourse when you get here, you'll see that all of our pipe and drape is up, our scaffolding is up, and it almost looks ready. Oh, awesome. Well, tomorrow night, draw one. The defending champs are playing, so is Team Saskatchewan. It really does start with a bang. And uh, I, how, how are tickets going? Are there still plenty available? Is it selling well? It's definitely selling well, but all t- uh, tickets are available for all draws. So come on down. You'll be able to walk up to the box office, grab your ticket, enjoy. Cheer on Team Saskatchewan, Team Canada. Well, yeah, we got to break the uh, the Briar drought here. Not since 1980 have we won. So we uh, <laughs> no pressure, Mike McEwen and Team Saskatchewan. But <laughs> hey, tell me about the Briar Patch. Uh, is it open to everyone tomorrow night, or just those with tickets to the draws? It is open to everyone. It is first come, first serve. We have a capacity of 4,200 people. So I've even had people tell me that they are just going to go there. They're going to leave their seats early to go make sure that they get to see the Rec Laws live. Yeah, the Rec Laws are the opener. And are there going to be a lot more live acts throughout the week uh, that you can mention to me? Every single night we will have entertainment out there. And it starts after that last draw. And then throughout the week, closer to the end, we'll also have local entertainment around 5.30 each day to come out and celebrate Saskatchewan or Regina while we're here. Amanda McKenzie, my guest, event manager, Montana's Briar, opening tomorrow. Any idea, Amanda, what the economic spinoff is for our city on this one? It's got to be pretty Ooh. decent. <laughs> I would say, I said oof, because it's going to be pretty big. Uh, the last Briar that I did in Last Bridge, I think the economic impact was almost $12 million. Awesome. Well, so I, we will be bringing money to the city. <laughs> you got to tell me one last thing here. Uh, it's the Montana's Restaurant Briar, right? Can you tell me if there are going to be Montana's ribs waiting at every seat when you go to sit for a draw? And then when we're on TV, our fingers are dirty, our faces are covered in bar- barbecue sauce. Will there be ribs at each seat? Unfortunately, not at each seat, but they will be at the patch. Oh, okay, good. As long as there's some ribs in the vicinity, that's that's all I need to know. Uh, <laughs> hit me up. Where does everyone get their draw tickets? You can get your draw tickets online at curling.ca backslash tickets. You can also head to the box office and get them there in person. All right. We'll see you at the patch tomorrow night, Amanda. Thanks for joining me. Thank you so much. Joining me now, Mayor Sandra Masters in studio, and I thank you because I know you're a little under the weather. <laughs> I have a little bit of a froggy throat, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you for, uh, you know, still getting here. Uh, and on time, I might add, go. too. Right. I appreciate that. You were just in Ottawa Monday for the Mayor's Caucus. Uh, tell me, please, what were the takeaways there from that, and uh, how might it help you or us? I was. Um, so we meet quarterly, the big city Mayor's Caucus of uh, Federation of Canadian Municipalities, and we had some meetings with Immigration Minister Mark Miller, as well as... Uh, uh, Minister Dominic LeBlanc, who's public safety. And so we were talking about Canada Community Build Fund, which is the former gas tax, the transfers to cities. And we were talking about ISIP funding and actually car theft. <laughs> well, uh, and uh, how will you relate some of that information to us? What's your what's your thinking there? I think one of the things we're trying to do is ensure that uh, the federal cabinet is aware that we 
actually fix the Canada uh, building fund into our regular budget. And so um, not attaching strings to it is kind of important. As you know, provincially, we get a municipal reserve transfer with no strings attached. Uh, and then from an ICIP perspective, we, we need infrastructure money. That's the reality. Like water, wastewater, these really big projects require different levels of government investment, investing in this infrastructure. You know, I, uh, I open up the text line and I asked on my Facebook page, any questions for the mayor? And here's one that is rather timely. Yesterday, a train stopped the morning commute on Ring Road for about a half hour, backing up traffic in both directions. Where are we, mayor? On eliminating trains from ever stopping us on Ring Road. So the second phase of the rail line relocation. So we've done the first phase, which is a lot of pre-engineering um, and getting agreement from both CN and CP Rail. Um, and uh, we're into the second phase as it relates to investing in um, the, not the pre-engineering work anymore, but more engineering work. But we have a consultant that we work with who has relationships with both CP and CN and, and it requires Multiple levels of government agreement as well as two rail lines. I've heard this before, Mayor. So when's the final phase? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's actually a really good question. I think um, with the AGT Foods uh, FCL um, uh, complex, the uh, renewable diesel complex, and, and just in terms of what they've got going on. And then there's the Viterra announcement, which uh, we have a land under contract with Viterra for construction there. That would probably trigger um, the need for that final phase for sure. And I should uh, ask you, too, about this new transit fare system that could be coming. What can you tell me about this? We are finally going digital. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) Finally. So in August, uh, August 1st, we will launch digital. You can uh, use credit, debit to purchase uh, your bus pass. If you need a single bus pass, you can load uh, your bus passes online, which is a is a really big thing for students. And there will be some fare capping as it relates to the online stuff. Mayor Sander Masters, my guest. And one last question here, too. Uh, a few weeks ago was my uh, my daughter's birthday. And I said, what do you want for your birthday? And she said, can you just get me a pass to the leisure centers to go swimming and use the track and all that? So that's what I got her. She says, uh, okay, thank you so much for my birthday present. I was going to go to the Lawson, but I heard they have cockroaches. Uh, <laughs> Those are cleaned up. <laughs> is everything good there at the Lawson? Yeah, everything's been Everything's fine up. there? Okay. Can you say when a new pool is coming? Because we've heard a lot about a new pool. Where are we on this? I think we're super close. What do you think? How close are we? (laughs) Do we have an announcement coming? What? Well, we're waiting. That's the icing. Am I I reading between the lines that it's forthcoming? We, uh, well, we've had an application outstanding for a year. I think on a one-year type of anniversary type of thing, that would be a great announcement. Uh, It will be a great. I mean, uh, it would be an awesome announcement. It would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. What phase would we be at right now on that? (laughs) Uh, we did do the pre-engineering. <laughs> we know. did do all the community engagement. All right, Mayor. Thank you. I hope you feel better soon. And thanks for coming in a little under the weather. I appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Congratulate uh, my uh, VIP Draw 5 winners for the Montana's Briar. Uh, earlier, I was asking you to identify these songs that all have rock. Curling rocks in the title. When the chimes ring five, six, and seven.
Well, there you go. They were uh, pretty easy, I thought. Most of you got it. Rock around the clock. I love rock and roll and crocodile rock. And those of you who were correct uh, got into our draw. Randomly, we selected four winners. And uh, Murray, uh, Skomowski, uh, David LeBlanc, Terry Fuchs, and Roseanne Klink. We've all been reaching out uh, to the four of you to award you those uh, draw tickets and uh, VIPs. So congratulations. Still to come, the winning isn't done. I've got free tickets to Toto within the next half hour, so don't go far. It's leap year, February 29th, and this is known today as Rare Disease Day, which is a day intended to generate awareness for many who live with a rare disease. In fact, 300 million worldwide, and lo and behold, in my own backyard here in Regina, I'm backstage at Casino Regina where Bob Cummins works a few uh, months ago, and he said, Greg, when it's Rare Disease Day, could I be on your show to... uh, Tell everyone about what happened to me. And I thought, of course you can. And uh, thank you for joining me here this morning, Bob. Bob Cummins, uh, welcome to the show. Good morning, Greg. I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you about this. Seven years ago, your life changed. You were a pretty generally healthy guy, right? That's right. I was quite an active guy, playing baseball regularly, riding my bike all the time, doing exercises, and and then good general health. And then what happened? Well, uh, I went to into work. I had to get on the floor to plug some cables in on the floor and plug them in and then realized I couldn't get up off the floor. My legs were just uh, numb and no strength and I literally could not get off the floor. I literally had to pull myself up with both arms on the stairs, pulling my way up. It took me about 10 minutes to get up to flight of stairs. And then I realized, i got to call for help. This is not good. Did you think and you were having a heart attack at all? I had no idea what was going on. It's very scary. I mean, uh, your mind starts racing and trying to think of you know, causes, you know. Because I had had a bad flu the week before, right? And I had gotten over it, so I assumed the flu was coming back, right? But then I thought, this isn't the flu symptom, you know. This is weirder and could not pull myself up, and I said, okay, it's time to go for help. You get to the hospital. I don't imagine the diagnosis was quick because it is, after all, a rare disease that you discovered you had. What do they call it? Yeah, it's called Guillain-Barre syndrome because of two French doctors that identified it. And uh, you're quite right. It's often very poorly diagnosed and very slowly diagnosed and incorrectly diagnosed, and people suffer for that and have much worse outcome in their lives. I was extremely fortunate, as strange as it sounds, in Regina, Saskatchewan. The first doctor I talked to said, I think I know what you have, and I'm starting treatment right now. Wow. you start treatment, the better off you're going to be. What might happen had you not been properly diagnosed? Very good question, because it does happen. Um, It's called an ascending paralysis, right? It starts in your longest nerves, which are your feet, and then it, it works its way up your body, and it's not stopped, it can kill you because uh, your diaphragm will paralyze and you won't be able to breathe. Wow. Extraordinary. Bob Cummins is my guest. How do you conquer the effects of, well, as you found yourself on the floor, no strength to get up? Is that still happening? To a much limited degree, and it varies from individual to individual. A lot of people who get this um, recover more or less fully within a year or so. About a third of the people that get this do not recover and have varying degrees of disability throughout the rest of their lives. I'm seven years out, and I still have to battle with it every day. Walking itself requires uh, concentration and effort to do it properly. Wow. Um, 
it's it's a neurological thing. You know, your nerves just don't communicate proper is what it boils down to. Bob Cummins, my guest. And why is it so important for you to share your story as we approach a rare disease day, Bob? Well, the worst part of this syndrome is not knowing what's going on, right? It's very scary when your body just starts collapsing on you and you have no idea why. And even after the doctor came back and told me, you have this, I said, what the heck is that? Never heard of it before, you know? Well, Bob, I appreciate you and your story here. And uh, thanks for enlightening us on this rare disease day. And I wish you uh, better health in the days to come. But uh, yeah, you just never know. And uh, good on uh, you for finding the, the right doctor at the right time. Toto is in town next Tuesday night. I've got a pair of free tickets. That's one of my favorites right there, Rosanna. A song written because uh, one of the members was going out with a certain actress at the time. The clue is in the song, but what's the full name of the actress? First correct answer with their first and last name texted at one 877 will win. Text me now for free tickets to Toto next Tuesday night at the Connexus Arts Center. Um, well, U.S. political news, President Biden's doctor announcing Wednesday he had his annual physical, and Biden's doctor has deemed him fit for duty. As long as that duty doesn't involve stairs, I think. Okay, I might have added that last part. But, uh, hey, both Trump and Biden will be visiting different sectors of the southern U.S. border today as they have dueling arguments going on the migrant crisis. Uh, clearly, it's looking more and more like President Biden and former President Trump are headed for another head-to-head matchup at the U.S. election in November. But, uh, man, it, everything is polarized. Case in point, Monday night, Biden appears on Seth Meyers, the late-night talk show host. Meyers went after Biden on the concerns about his age. Well, a couple things. Number one, you got to take a look at the other guy. He's about as old as I am, but he can't remember his wife's name. Yeah. And, uh... And uh, that didn't sit well with Trump. He couldn't handle it. Last night, he makes his own video lashing out about Biden's appearance. He went on a very poorly rated show last night, and he talked about Donald Trump and his wife. I don't know the name of my wife. He was referring to the fact that at CPAC, where I had a sold-out speech, the biggest audience they've had in years, I think maybe ever, I made the statement that Melania was very popular because when I mentioned her name, The audience went wild. I then looked at the two people, man and wife, Matt and Mercedes Schlapp, and I said, wow, they really like the first lady. So this got taken as the fact that I thought Mercedes was the first lady. It has nothing to do with that. These people are really dishonest. Oh, these two amuse me in so many ways. It's just wild what's going on in U.S. politics. CJME Newstime now is 825.